It's been a long no. day. Oh, Julia. It's been a long day. <laughs> ah, what a day. Uh, nothing, nothing horrendous happened to us, I guess. No. Nothing, um, favorite, nothing I remember. Nobody died today. So hey, that's, a, that's positive. That's a positive. Um, we were working, we're working an hour away from our shop and uh, we did a bunch of sod. So obviously we have to water and uh, watering an hour away is, so that, I mean, something as simple as water, getting water can be the biggest headache. Um, so we were drawing water from this quarry that um, the civil contractor owns and um, the pump shits the bed. So we're trying to scramble to find another pump. I ended up finding one in Gloucester, which is like 45 minutes away. Bought it, bought a new basket, a new suction hose, everything. Like we're set up, right? Get it back to the, the quarry. First pull, the fucking thing is seized. So oh my God. like a brand new pump seized. Call them. They're like, oh, we'll just bring it back. I'm like, I'm an hour away and it's 530. Like... You're not even going to be open by the time I get there. It's like, well, well, I don't know what we can do. I'm like, you're right. There's nothing you can do. But uh, anyway. You're 100% totally useless to me, motherfucker. I I don't even know why I called. I knew you were going to say bring it back. You know, like, why did I even call? And it's not like I yelled at the guy or anything. I like to think I'm past yelling at people on the phone. But uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it just didn't get me the way some of the others do, but um, yeah, so that's how my day went. So I just saw my driver drive by my place 10 minutes ago, so he got water somehow, and he's getting back at quarter to eight at night after watering all day. Jeez. So That's rough. The true test will be as in tomorrow. Absolutely. This guy is 65 years old, like... He's 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 in right like he's always in. Um, I don't think he, yeah he complained of having chest pains last year or something like that. I'm like dude go to the hospital. He's like no no I'm good I'm good. I ended up calling his brother because his brother is my old boss and I'm like just so you know Bernie is complaining of chest pains and if he dies on my site I don't want to be responsible. I want you to know that I told you that he wouldn't go to the <laughs> hospital right like. I want to wash my hands with this liability. <laughs> I as told much him as he can. Leave. Yeah. I told him to leave. He refused. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the old guys are, right? Like, that's they just they want to work. They want to work. Now, I had a kid, uh, a kid, 30 years old, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was with us for maybe a month and a half. And uh, he was a big boy. Like, I'd say... <laughs> He started at 240 and he was down to like 220 by the time he, he would left, um, which isn't bad, but like everything he did was huffing and puffing. It didn't matter if he was pushing a wheelbarrow or if he was tying his shoe, like he was huffing and puffing the whole way through. Like, and uh, <laughs> we had a hot day. Like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> the 30 year old millennial was huffing and puffing the whole way through. <laughs> 
Exactly. He used to working. work at McDonald's flipping burgers, and then he was pushing a wheelbarrow, huffing and puffing the whole way through. Absolutely. I mean, so, I mean, we had a hot day last week or the week before. It was unusually hot for the average person, but not for us, right? Like, we work in 40 degrees and we work a little slower, but then we still work. And it was maybe 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, he starts throwing up. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he had the flu or something, but. He was throwing up and then he would work a little bit and then throw up and work in a retirement home. And there's like nurses in PSW who's just walking around and this guy's like heaving right in the boulevard. Um, so I had to leave for a bit. I'm like, make sure you drink water, whatever. If you're not feeling good, go home. I came back like two hours later. I'm like, where's Cody? And the guy's like, oh, we sent him home. He was throwing up everywhere again. Like, well, good. Like I told him to go home. He wouldn't. Didn't want to go home, but jeez, yeah. So, and then he didn't come in the next three days, and then I got the text, so I got another job or something like that. So, um, good riddance. But yeah, yeah, really. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did. He was actually on a a job zone program. I don't know if you guys have that. They're like subsidized workers, which is insane because these government programs, the money that they give these guys. Um, like $300 for boots. And then they come to work with a pair of like Carhartt overalls that are like $200. Right. And I'm like, it's 30 degrees outside and you're in Carhartt overalls. Like, I'm like, did they not buy anything else? Like, no, we only had $300 to spend. Then I got this. (laughs) Well, obviously you're making poor choices right off the bat. How about a pair of like, dickies or something or duckies or whatever they are like tough duck or something like that they don't have to be carhartt like of course uh, and get a really good pair of boots because the rest of it is irrelevant absolutely that being said whenever we told him he didn't have to wear the carhartt overalls work the next day he came in hawaiian shorts to work like straight out of vacation like Hawaiian was it Hawaiian shorts or it was like sweat shorts or swim shorts or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, you can't wear that on a commercial site. You can't wear. Oh my god! I don't. Maybe it's my fault for not having the dress code posted on the on his first day yeah, or something like that. What's that? The truth of the the truth of the matter is, in the end, it's all your fault, no matter what. It's it's always it's true. Always my fault, right? I think. Yeah, it, uh, no matter what happens, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. I can't hear myself talk. It's like super fucking weird. That's your fault. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, of all the things that have happened today, this is like securely my fault. No, like, I, I find if you don't say that everything that happens is your fault in some way, that you can't, like, you got to take some kind of ownership, I guess. Like, no matter yeah. what happens, like I'm the head of the snake. Right. I didn't, I put everyone in the places where they are. And if they're not successful, then if they're wearing Hawaiian shorts, I like, I guys posted this video. Like, we have shirts that we buy them, like, whatever. Like, I we buy them pants, boots. 
well, it posts this video one day in this backyard, and one of our guys is hiding behind a tree, and I'm like, dude, you're like wearing like a burgundy top and yellow, like it just like I'm like, bro, like you gotta make some better choices when you leave the house. Like, I called him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it just like, but I don't, you know, whatever. They they do a great job, and everyone loves them, so. Hey, yeah. if you want to do that in weird shorts and a tank top, I, I guess I don't, you know, there's only so much I can manage, I guess, as a person, but yeah. 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 No, you're right. It's a, uh, I don't love the sweatshorts or whatever. The Hawaii, like we were thinking great Hawaiian shirt Fridays or something. Well, let's all do it, you know, yeah. but not on a Wednesday <laughs> in the in the heat where one person looks like an idiot if we're if we're gonna look like an idiot let's all look like idiots together as a group yeah yeah let's make it as a group oh yeah that i could get behind i yeah. can so speak like hawaiian shirts like today our supplier one of my friend that runs a supply yard calls me and goes hey there's this guy who's refusing to leave our our shop because we won't put a bin down on the road and i'm like okay well, i don't care <laughs> like well you won't wait you won't put a bin on the road they won't they won't put a bin on the road because their bins are labeled with their name everywhere so the town calls them and tries to find them because it's their fucking bin uh, but my bins have no discernible markings on them because i don't want anyone calling me ever and you have no rules at Favor King. You'll put them yeah. in anywhere. <laughs> I tell people they have to have pylons because the bins are black. And I feel like sooner or later someone's going to drive into one. Yeah. So they said, this guy is refusing to leave. I'm like, okay. So we gave him your number. So I was like, I don't know, like 45 minutes from Whippy, where this guy was. Five phone calls. Between whipping in there about the fucking bin, and I'm like, bro, I'm coming. I'm I'm coming to get. It's, I get there. There's some other dude digging, like they're digging like a found set of stairs for a foundation. Like I guess they're building like a basement apartment stairs. And so I'm I put the bin down. This guy had a Hawaiian shirt on and a pair of sandals. Like that's why I'm thinking. And I'm like, like, oh. like I, just, I I need your opinion on something. And I'm like, bro, I'm the guy that brought the bin. Like I, because I'm not going to tell this guy I know anything about anything. So I don't want to be involved in your weird fucking underground stair product. Like, because as soon as <laughs> I say something, you're going to be like, "Hey, the bin guy told me this, and the the wall collapsed, and someone died." Fucking bin guy. So I'm like, I don't want to be. And the guy's like, "Well, I don't know if this bin is a big enough for the dirt that has to go in it." And I said, "Well, how the fuck would I know? I don't know what you're doing." So I calculated, and I'm like, "Bro, like it's." Should be 13 yards with 25% fluff, but you're keeping some of it. You're digging on an angle. You should be fine. But what if I'm not? I said, well, then call me. And I'll bring you another fucking bin. I don't, what do you want me to tell you? Like, I'm not running your job. Later, Hawaiian shirt guy, and I left. I was like, fuck off, bro. Like, this is 5.30 at night. You're lucky I came here at all. <laughs> like, was, uh, was this a contractor? Yeah. Well, he claimed to be. What? Uh, okay. He, what? He gave me an address like uh, whatever his contracting name is at rogers so it's really official it's almost as official as my gmail right 
Hey, I still got a <laughs> Yahoo account. I up until account. up until last year, or actually, I still send some email this season to my Yahoo email, which is fine. I don't give a shit. What does it matter? Take me seriously or don't. <laughs> I'm gonna bust out a hotmail account next year just to get rid of people. <laughs> I don't want someone with a hotmail account. That's great. I so we I have like a certain set of policies and procedures when someone inquires about work. I'm sure you guys do too, right? So like they inquire with me, generally it comes through me, I give it to Kelly, Kelly gives it to Nancy, Nancy goes and does a drawing. The drawing comes back to me, I price the drawing, we have a meeting, we, we have a meeting about how far it is over budget, we reduce a bunch of items, we get it into their budget, and then we do the job. This is like, this is the way it goes. And so this guy calls and uh, like, I, I don't know how this happened, but I ended up at his house by myself. And I was like, okay, I'm not, sure how this happened to me anyways i wander around with this guy he's got like the one guy's like the backyard is like a hundred feet long and 30 feet wide 35 feet wide and the one guy's like interlock the whole backyard and i'm like yeah bro on a two percent slope we're gonna be halfway up the fence with a retaining wall like this is a fucking like 10 percent like anyways i say to them you gotta get a drawing from Nancy Greener, I won't price your job, period. Like I, I don't do it without pricing. So there's a bunch of emails back and forth. This guy, this guy, Nancy goes, they get into some kind of fight. The guy's refusing to pay her to do the drawing. The guy calls me, the guy's pissed and he's freaking out. And I'm like, listen, bro, like I, I don't care if you hire someone else to do the drawing, I'll price someone else. I'm not doing this job without a drawing. Somehow, I still ended up at this guy's house by myself trying to do a drawing, which I haven't done in 15 fucking years, with a pen. And I'm like, how did this happen to me? And then I, I made a conscious decision that I'm going to punish myself, and I'm going to see this job all the way through. And this is going to be a horrible experience for me. This guy is an idiot. I can't stand being near him. He, like... Even on Sunday, I was trying to sneak around to get measurements, and he came out just as I was getting in the Veloster to escape. And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy fucking loves me." And I'm like, "I have no time for this." I'm like, "Dude, like I," but I've concluded that the only way this won't happen to me again is if I see this process all the way through. I do a bad drawing. He says, "When we start doing the job," he says bunch of things that I might have said over one of the meetings that makes everything larger so it costs more because that's going to happen for sure and then we both walk away completely dissatisfied he hates me I hate him his neighbor's backyard is completely interlocked at a 10% fucking slope like and we're all move on with our lives and I'm like this is going to happen and I can't stop the snowball I've tried like three times like yo bro like I don't want to do your job yo I don't like you you yelled at Nancy. Like, I, I just get away from me. Like, but I, I just, I keep trapping myself because I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go there, take a bunch, because I don't want to send him a bunch of pricing without taking any measurements. Because what if I'm like way under? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm hiring you. I'm like, fuck. So I have to at least go there to do some kind of measurements. So I'm like, have you tried I, Google Earth? Like, you can Google Earth all this shit. 
right? Like, no, but then I'm like, what about elevations? And there's like, yeah, there's a 48 inch elevation drop from the guy's back door. And there's a deck there. And he's like, rip the deck off and build a set of stairs. I'm like, bro, that is asinine (laughs) to build like an eight, eight stairs coming out of the back of your house, like from a single man door. Like, it's gonna be this like monstrous, like I like whatever. Like that's worth like twelve grand. Yeah. Like, like, easily, easily. Like, <laughs> if I use cheap material, it's worth twelve grand. Like, and I'm gonna have to like put like we're talking a lot. We're gonna have to put sonal tubes and pour a pad and disperse the weight and because um, it's otherwise it's just gonna sink. Like it's like yeah. fucking eight stairs piled beside a brand new build house. <laughs> like and the guy keeps saying to me. How do I get my lot deposit back? And I'm like, by doing no landscaping until they give you your money. Well, I want to do landscaping. You need to get my I'm not getting your lot. What are you talking about? What? I'm getting your fucking lot. Now I'm getting your lot deposit back. And I'm like, man, like I just I have trapped myself in this like pit of disaster that I cannot escape from. I'm like, I'm gonna do this job. I'm looking at it and I'm like this is going to happen. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it for way too little money. And I'm going to be pissed off at myself for the whole time. And I'm consciously moving forward on this project for next season without approved lock grading, because who the fuck would want that? Like, <laughs> like with the town holding this guy's money with no uh, fencing that's getting paid for by the town. Cause this lot borders onto it. And every, this, so this lot borders onto a main road. So you could pop a fence section and it has great access. So in my brain, I keep justifying my awful behavior by going, oh, it's got good access, Mike. It's got some great access, man. So it what you're saying, matter. like, you're taking this as what? You think a recession is coming and you really need this job? No, I don't need this <laughs> job no at security. all. <laughs> then why? Fucking, why? I don't, I don't know. I like I've done this before, right? Where I exactly, uh, you done it too. I've done this before, but I'm like, I'll take it as a challenge, and I'll make the client happy, and everything will be good, and we'll be done. And you're right; it never works out that way, right? Like, if there's always something. It's picking at you about something, or what about this, and what about that, and you're just fucking miserable the whole way through. And you, at least you know going in, you're going to be miserable, right? And that, like, and then the next thing I did that day was. <laughs> go look at um, my daughter's uh, uh, parents from my daughter's old soccer team called me to go look at their house. And immediately I'm like, I, I don't particularly like doing a lot of work for people that I know in some regard, because like, I don't know, it just makes me uncom- like, I don't know. It's like, it, it's just not me. So I'm there. The house needs like a hundred K worth of work to bring the outside. And I'm like, do you guys have a budget for this? And they're like, ah, oh, we don't know. We don't know how much it's worth. And we're not really sure. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't want you to think I'm jacking you when I like give you a price for hundred K for this. Like, but the house is fucked. I don't know what to tell you. Like the whole thing is fucked. Every piece of this <laughs> property needs to get touched. Every piece. Like I, but, and I feel bad. Cause I'm like, I, and I'm looking at this house going, how am I going to get like, because if it's someone they don't know and they say it's a hundred grand, but if it's someone you do know and you say it's like, I, I just don't, I like, I really like them. And I'm like, man, 
This is why I should tell people that I'm the permacon rep still. Because then people never ask me for fucking shit. Like except other contractors. No, even then they didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> you're right i don't want anything to do with my permacon rep now well, there you go he's like hey bro i'm coming like I, can i come see him like i'm doing softscape for the next month <laughs> <laughs> that's it shut her down but no why why do we do this to ourselves constantly because i can think of like many occasions that this has happened to me where i've got a rule that i've set for myself where i say like this is a rule that i've set for myself because it's bitten me in the ass many times, so I'm going to stick to this rule. But then whenever it comes up, I think th this time's going to be different. Like this time I can definitely get it. And then I move forward. And then, of course, it bites me in the ass again. Like what what is it about? Is it us as contractors? Is it is it just maybe us three that are going through this? Like No way it's us three. Everybody, everybody <laughs> listening is going through this. <laughs> No way I'm the only person that was standing in a backyard on Monday going, why the hell am I here? <laughs> I find sometimes I'll get to a, an estimate and I'll talk too much, right? Like I'll, I'll tell them way more than I should be telling them. And like, oh yeah, we'll do this and this. And I'm like, and I'm thinking at the same time, fuck, why did I just say that? It's going to be an extra like five grand that I'll probably have to eat on something or <laughs> like, uh, I just, I get in this mode where I just, talk to them and I'm giving them everything like I have to prove myself as a contractor right and um, I don't know I don't know that's why we don't do too much residential landscapes anymore <laughs> well, my one internet thing... connection is unstable that's uh, you're still coming in you're cutting out a few times before here and there yeah. but you're still good Okay. my thing I that I hate yeah. is when I meet with a client and we go through the whole scope of work and this is just one small thing that I hate, but go through the whole scope of work and I make sure to ask them, is there anything else that we could take a look at while we're here? And sure enough, they say no. I give them a quote for the scope of work and then they'll say, well, it, it might be nice to have a step at our shed or something like that. So then now when I go ahead and I add that step to the shed to that quote, they know exactly what I'm charging them for that step to the shed for that, that quote. Yes. Right. And then and then it might be, OK, sure. Yeah, that. OK. And then, well, we might look at this, too. Now, like, what if you go over here and do this? So now they're like pricing each thing that I'm doing. That's one thing that really, really gets on my nerves. Uh, I. So I started pricing everything individually anyways. I do. I do work areas, but I don't do line item pricing. I, well, so I guess I do this. I guess that's a good description of what I like. I'll do like the interlock, the outdoor kitchen, the building, the deck, the not that I would build it, I would sub it out, but whatever. The the deck, like I do all those items and I'm like pool covering or like, I, you know, and I let them because some items have like you, if you don't do the pool coping, like, okay, well, I'm not doing the rest of the job. Like, yeah. Uh, so the full coping and the pavers go together. Like, it's just the way it is. Like it's and, and just to clarify why that bugs me is that the client will look at placing a step and think just like, well, you just have to put the step on the ground, but they don't take into factor, like, our overhead, our having a machine on site to be able to place that step. 
the small little base preparation. So they look at and they know the price of the step being like $300, $350. And then they look at my price and they think, well, the step's only like this. Why is the labor costing this much to be able to place it? Like it's those small little things that they add on that I don't think they recognize, you know, how much that takes, even though it's a small little thing to be able to add on to it. Yeah, it's better if it's part of the overall group quote is what you're getting at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's like, I, yeah. I, I, I hate when someone like adds a gate. I need a gate. Like, like, the fencing guy's like, yeah, I'll build the gate for 600 bucks. And I'm like, really, man? Like, you're going to do something for 600 bucks? Like, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? So then I charge like a thousand bucks for the gate. And then the fence guy's like, yeah, the gate ran a bit over. I'm like, yeah, I fucking knew that would happen, bro. Stupid $600 gate. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, 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 like, I don't like those kind of items. I agree with you. It's like, I, I would rather, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't like when people add, like, I don't like extras. It, it's this, like, abomination of shit that can never go well for you. Like, because yeah. people are like, I need an extra 50 square feet of pavers. I'm like, okay, great. Cause my pavers are mixed in with the planting and all this stuff. And you don't realize how much this is actually costing per square foot. And you see value of the overall project. And now I'm, I think that's where you're talking about, Mike. Like, now I'm nailed down to like exactly what I'm charging per square foot for these pavers. Right. Like, and I'm, they're like, well, I just can't believe it's that much. I'm like, okay, well, I don't, don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't enjoy that part of it either. Like it's a, I guess that's one like commercially, like if you add two square meters of sod, you charge the square meter sod rate. Yeah. So it's already existing. It's there. Like whatever yeah. the square square meter of pavers are, if they make it a hundred square meters bigger, then you charge a hundred square meters more. Like it yeah. doesn't, like that's easier. That That's I think one part of it that's, yeah, and you're not dealing with like a homeowner or one person for that, right? Like you're dealing with the machine that you're working with, the the civil contractor, whoever. Like, well, you added five meters of pavers, so there's an extra five grand or whatever it is, right? Um, yeah. yeah, like it, you don't have to have that face to face with the homeowner who's already opening their wallet and there's moths coming out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, like we'll do, we've done jobs before where we've uh, done a pulse around. They're like, oh, let's add this and that. And then I'll give them the estimate for the, the additional part. And they'll be like, oh, well, is there anything you can do? You're already here. And like the puppy dog eyes come out and like they're begging and like, please don't let it be too much. Like, what? I like, I'm not, your price doesn't depend on how nice you are to me. Like the price of the price. <laughs> right it's yeah. i don't know you're it's i don't know it's not great business but they're not business people either right like they're yeah. just homeowners they're how much are yeah. you willing to do for a client and talking residentially speaking here uh before it becomes a change order oh i let go way too much like I, yeah i do too i I will honestly say I've given away thousands of dollars on multiple occasions. If I like, if I had to quantify it, probably upwards of 
$25,000 in the last two years. You know, it that's just like a <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm not, probably not that high, but I can see. Uh, I've built, like, I think, Paper King, you've said you built walls for free. I've done that. I built big walls with big steps for free just because I'm like, shit, I didn't think that grade was going to be like that. Um, yeah. And, and the, again, the puppy dog guys come out. I'm in 10K and one wall this year. This year. <laughs> just this year. I think two years ago, I was in six or seven can a different wall that I fucking I didn't I, I didn't I didn't manipulate the contract right when they asked for a change to the contract on that wall. That was I should have left the wall in and I didn't. And they said pull out the back patio. We can't afford it. But the wall was tied into the back patio because the back patio touched the wall. Mm-hmm. And I pulled the whole item out, including oh. the wall. And then we excavated the whole backyard and we started like going to level the backyard. And I was like, wow, this is going to really suck with a wall. Fuck. I'm like, well, I yanked it out. I'm responsible for it. So in it went. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in like 15 grand in walls and the last oh, I got out covered as it doesn't really suck. Yeah, like I. I don't know. I, I guess I I try. We try really like try really hard now to not have that happen. But and Kelly does a better job, to be honest, of than I've ever done in my life of tracking um, extras. And I don't know when it becomes like I used to try and when we had a when I ran the residential crew a long time ago. I used to say to them, listen, like you have in every job, like depends on the job size. Let's say a job was worth 50 grand. I would say to them, you guys have $1,500 to play with on this job. And I would tell the homeowner the same thing. There's $1,500 to play with on this job before I charge you an extra. So I'd say to the homeowner, I allow $1,500 on a job this size because you're going to change enough shit and enough shit to eat up 1500 bucks. And I have never ever in my life walked away with the 1500 bucks in my pocket ever it's never happened not once so that would give some give and take with like i would like an extra rock i need a gate bullshit <laughs> i want you can I need you to run three gates irrigation yeah <laughs> three gates yeah so i handled it that i haven't handled it that way since paver king residential started but that was how i handled it in the past independent on the say Say the job was 10 grand, I'd be like, you got 500 bucks. You want an extra rock? You want us to make the pavers a bit bigger? You got 500 bucks. And I, I used to literally just at the start of every job, have that conversation with a client and be like, this is what I allowed for. I allow for a bit of changes. I would tell them that when I put the price in and say, listen, I allowed for you to change shit because you don't do this for a living and you have no idea how it's going to look when it's done. And we did that forever. And then people would make a change big enough that we would issue a change order. We wouldn't do the work until they emailed us and said they would pay for it. Um, but yeah, I've probably wasted like a hundred grand of my life minimum on fucking shit that I never got paid for. Like, yeah. I, I give armor stone away. Like it's candy. <laughs> like I just have like, I get a load at the, in the spring and like, I swear a good 30 or 40 pieces. Let's put an armor stone in there. Like, 
You're the Oprah of Armorstone. The Oprah of Armorstone. Look at Armorstone. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> you drive down Corn, the main drag of Cornwall in your white van, and you're like, I have Armorstone in here. <laughs> Come over, children. Come to me. It's, I have Armorstone. Spray painted, spray painted on the side, <laughs> Armorstone. <laughs> how many pieces of Armorstone can you get in a van? Probably not many. Like, I think. Well, it depends on how big they are, I guess. Uh, like twelve inch thick, they're three or four feet long. I I agree with you though. I think I've given away more armor stone than anything else. Yeah, it's just like it impresses people, mm. and you feel like you're doing them a real favor. And for some reason, it's just big rocks, right? But they're beautiful big rocks. But and then when you have it, you just feel like I can afford to get rid of this. Piece by piece or until there's not. It's easier than changing the color of the pool coping after it's been mortared on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. I have given away a lot of my stuff. Even yeah. this year. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we can get an Armorstone sponsor, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'd all love a free load of armor stone free just load. to give away here. Yeah. 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 I think the freight for the armor stone costs more than the stone itself, right? Like probably this year for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like the freight for everything is like mulch at our supply yard went like through the roof because the yeah. mulch guy is charging like three hundred bucks a load fuel surcharge. How big's the load? Like I'm I get live bottoms at 170 or 125 yards. Yeah, that's somewhat something like that. Probably yeah. that's how they ship it. Yeah, but the price went is stupid this year. Are you all frozen or just Mike? I'm not frozen. Okay. I think just Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's frozen but tonight. He's just staring. I was going to resort to using my personal hotspot. That's how much I like you guys. I was willing to use wow. it. Wow. I was going to burn through some data right. Oh, dude. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. Like, we have like 10 fucking... I can't... Someone called me from the cell phone people and they're like, okay, we can get you a great deal on data. I'm like, we have 10 fucking phones all joined together. I don't think I could use this much data. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you say that. I used to go over all the time. I had to switch because I was paying $300 a month for two lines, which I think is pretty excessive for understand what the hell is, like, it shows full bars on the thing i don't understand what's going on although maybe it's just a really crappy computer and that's that's what i blame mine on the crap yeah, i need to i need to upgrade our anyways we have a lot of cell phones so i'm like yeah i'm not worried about it bro like i haven't been over my data in like i don't know three years like we have so many fucking phones I, don't, I think our bills, I don't have any yet. To be honest, I have no idea. This is like the out of control version of our company. Like I was talking to last week. <laughs> I have no idea how many cell phones we have or how much it fucking costs. <laughs> I don't even know how many cell phones we have. I know there's a lot of them because the drivers all have one. Can you pay for all your drivers' phones? Like they all. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't want, like, I know this. I, Two of our drivers are women, and I don't know everyone that gets a fucking phone number, so they use their own. They give out the phone numbers we pay for. Like, if some of them guys we pay their phone, like the the foreman, they wanted to opt for paying their phone, but the even the other 
the, even our mail driver, like they all, we pay for all their phones. And because the clients call them a lot, I want them to be able to shut it off at five o'clock and no one calls them. You know, uh, because people order bins at like 1130 at night from Cody. Like, and so if she wants to, she can shut her phone off. But if she, like, same with Christy, people will call and be like, hey, can you give me a little gravel at seven? It's only 1 a.m. in the morning. Like, <laughs> didn't, they make, didn't they make a rule against that? You're not allowed to call people call your employees off work hours or something. Does that apply to landscapers? Do you know? Every, do you know this rule? I do, because oh, I should look up. I'm going to read you this. <laughs> it's just fucking awesome. It's like the best thing. I don't know when the last time you sent me an email was, though. Here it is. Oh, this is so Joe that owns Sightscape. Kelly's like, can you wear one of our hats on the podcast thing? I'm like, no. Uh his, his emails end like this. My working day may not be your working day. Please do not feel obligated to reply to this email uh, no. outside of your normal working hours. I caught we, we the got, beginning. We got most of that. Which is cool. <laughs> we oh, got most God. of that, Mike. Mike, try it again. Okay. This is actually informative and possibly <laughs> useful to everybody. <laughs> Uh, my working day may not be your working day. Please do not feel obliged to reply to this email outside of your normal working hours. I love it. That's good. That's what he puts on his everything he sends. I don't. Um, so I I read it the first time. I was like, oh, I should make that mine. I think mine says like sent from my partially working iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say my iPhone that hasn't been outdated by updates yet or something. I don't know what it says now. But yeah, I think that's I think that's in reference to that law you're talking about. Because yeah. Jesus. His company's big. So I'm a fucking disaster tonight. I'm like <laughs> I thought I was having the rough day. Um I actually had a pretty good day. Like I I actually had a, like, other than the Hawaiian shirt guy at the end of the day, who was like, but whatever. I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's like so worried that I'm thinking he's going to rip me off. And I'm like, bro, again, this Ben's worth $7,000. I'm coming back for it. He's so worried. <laughs> when are you coming back to get your Ben? I'm like, as soon as possible, man. Like, tell me when it's full and I'll come and get it. Oh, so you'll come back to get it for sure? No, I'm going to leave it on the fucking road here. We, of course I'm coming back for it. Fucking moron. Like take your Hawaiian shirt. And, like anyways. I hope you get paid I, I before this podcast airs. Paid for the bin? Well yeah, pay for well, paid for the job, right? Because he's gonna hear you talking shit about him. He could be a loyal <laughs> listener. He could be a very loyal listener. He, he could course, ruin his day. <laughs> <laughs> he was so he that guy's so out of it, he would probably think I was talking about someone else in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> wow, that guy bumped into two people in Hawaiian shirts today? Wow, what are the chances? That's hey, that guy. Do you want to timestamp it? What's, what's the date today? August 2nd. You met this man on August 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> what was That's his street? Guy. What was his address? Just so we know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't even his... He was digging... Well, he... He's the general contractor who's All right. hiring someone else to dig the foundation into my bin. This is like, I don't understand how these people funk. Like, he's like, yeah, send me the bill and then I'm going to send it to the homeowner and the homeowner is going to pay you. I'm like, bro, this bin's 400 bucks. 
We talk. I get if you were buying some like ultra expensive custom made item that, you know, $20,000 chandelier, you might say, hey, the homeowner's paying you directly for this because I like, I'm not getting in between it. I don't want to mark it. So 400, he goes, I don't want to mark it up and rip them off. I'm like, what are you marking up of like 40 bucks? Like, bro, if you're like digging these people's foundation and doing their whole basement apartment and they're worried about the $40 markup, you're in big trouble, man. You should walk from this project right now. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the homeowner's going to pay. And he's giving me the homeowner's name. So when you see it come through the email, and I'm like, again, bro, I won't see any of this. This is nothing. Like, once I drop this bin and pick it up, this is in Kelly's court. I will give her an email to collect this fucking money, and that's it. Like, I'm not in any way participating in this after the actual physical dropping of the bin. That's it for me. Like, the rest of it's on Cal. I, I, I try to get as much information as possible so she can actually get us paid, but sometimes the information is minimal, and she's got to battle hard because I just don't pay attention to <laughs> As any good business owner would do, right? Just do it now and we'll worry about payment later. Yeah. That's how we do that's how we roll here. Like people are like, don't you get ripped off a lot? I'm like, I don't know, no, not really. Like I everyone pays their bills generally. Like I, I think. How can you get ripped off if you don't know you're getting ripped off? So I've been ripped off a couple times. Once I'll never forget, but not like I don't get ripped off often. Like it's not a yearly thing. I think once or twice in the last ten years. You've been. Uh, I got jacked once hard, and then the guy. This is this is <laughs> this. We're doing working by the hour for this guy for like. And we were supposed to go there every Friday because it was some cottage and it was a huge job and I couldn't take actual time out of my schedule. So we went every Friday for weeks. When I presented the guy with the hourly building the job, the guy was like, yeah, it's not worth that much. And shorted me this 7,500 bucks or whatever, right? And I said to the guy, bro, like, I, like it's all on paper. I recorded every time. He goes, well, you know, you can try suing me, but like, I don't think you're going to be successful and I'll just buy out your bad debt and own your fucking house. And I was like, all right, cool. I know my place. See you later. Been good. Like three weeks later, the guy calls me and he's like, Hey, man, I need someone to interlock my driveway at the cottage. I'm like, Bro, you just ripped me off for $7,500. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, I feel bad about it. I'm like, Good, you should because you stole $7,500 from me. And he's like, So I'll give you a, I'll give you how much you give me a price to inter, just to lay the papers. I supply everything. And cover the seven grand in it and I'll pay you. And then that way, you know, you'll get your money back. And I'm like, okay. And so, yeah, you're shaking your head. No. Right. So immediately I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, I, I, so I, I priced it. We went and laid it and he paid us every penny he owed us, including the seven grand that I'd included. In it. Wow. And we got the money back. How could so you, know, how could you do that without a bitter taste in your mouth? So, like, <laughs> my business partner at the time, I said, hey, we're going back to the house, the cottage in Beaverton. And he was like, 
I'm not going back there. And I'm like, bro, we need to go back there because we need our seven fucking grand back. Like, so go there now and lay this fucking driveway as fast as you can. We're getting paid by the square foot to lay it. So the faster we lay it, then I don't think that this guy got a top quality job from us. I'm going to be honest, but we got our money and we got our seven grand. He doesn't deserve a top quality job, first off. No, but I, I, it was, in retrospect, now when you tell the story, it sounds moronic that this guy ripped you off and you went, like back for more. Like, I'm shocked he paid you the seven grand. That's incredible. He did. Like, yeah, he came due on it. I don't. There's some guy that owes us four hundred dollars for a bin right now that I know we're never getting paid. There's a, actually he texted me today, but I, like it was like this really weird. What the fuck was it? It's just like I thought it was like a virus. I'm like, good. Fuck you, dude. I hope you got a virus. <laughs> Where is this guy? This is the guy who washed his concrete truck into my pen. Oh, uh, really? Oh, it's like uh, unbranded media tours, urs.ca. It's like tap to load the preview. Yeah, like that's happening, buddy. I think your phone <laughs> got hacked. Like, like, so I don't think we're getting our $400 from that guy, but in general, like most people, we have one account that's maybe 14 grand right now, and I, I'm... I'm not sending the trucks back. We'll put it that way. Mm. Like yeah. I, I'm, I have, I'm like in terms of people owing us money, like 14 grand is like a lot compared to like some of the other people that owe, like, owe us money for work completed. But I just, this one makes me, and normally I'm not nervous at all, but this one I'm like, eh, I feel like I'm not getting paid here. Like, or something's, I just, it makes me feel, and I'm like, fuck, like it just, whatever. I, and I knew going in, like I should have done what I did, and I did it anyways. And yeah, I've done that where I shouldn't have maybe done as much as I did before seeing someone. Like we did a commercial job this spring for a hotel building company, just a GC, right? Um, and we got there, and we're putting base in and all this stuff, and we're like, "Well, you got to move these seat cans." We got tops all to do, and they're like, "Well, we can't right now." Why? It's like because they're full of furniture, and we can't move them until we get uh, the electrician in here to do the light lighting on the first floor. So I'm like, "So where's the electrician?" Well, we we haven't paid him, so they won't come back. So what the fuck am I doing here? I'm here to start work, right? And the guys are packing as we speak, and the guys are putting in trees and shit like that. And here I am saying. Well, we got a PO, so it'll all be okay, right? <laughs> and now it's fucking six months later, and and we got to lean on the building. And uh, who know? I mean, someday someone's gonna have to pay us, or else the building's gonna sit there and rot, right? Like someone yeah. will have to buy the building and pay the liens. Um, but I don't think I'll see my twenty grand anytime this year. So, oh, welcome yeah. to contracting. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's about as close as it's got for me this year, or the most I've lost this year. I think is that one so far. Yeah, that money's not technically lost yet. Though. Yeah, it's not lost yet, but yeah, it's just way overdue. Yeah, when whenever the accountant does year end, it'll probably have to go in the not not like I don't want to be paying tax on that twenty grand. <laughs> by the end of the year so we'll see one day it might come come in the mail 
the, the things the things you learn to live with hey eh? like years ago if, if i were burned for 20 grand i would not lose or i would lose sleep for a month like and now all of a sudden that sort of rolls off your back you yeah sort of, it's like everyone's i i don't know if i said this before on here maybe i have but like i was in a bad way when i was splitting up with um my daughter's mom and uh the business it never snowed we were doing everything by the push we were bleeding fucking cash like and in the spring we were doing this armor stone wall and i was trying to get out from under a whole bunch of stuff and this guy didn't pay us five grand and i was talking to my old boss and i said to him he was like oh you don't sound good and i said oh this guy didn't pay me five grand but i know in your world that's nothing and he was like well stop your five grand is is my 50 grand is ronnie's who's another guy that we knew five million is someone else's 50 million is someone's five dollars it's money that you're owed cold stop it doesn't matter how much money it is it's an important amount of money it's whether it's 20 or five or 100 it's cold like it's it doesn't matter it's someone that didn't pay you and to be honest like i have no use for that guy now but it was probably one of the one things that i learned from him that was it's doesn't it's all it doesn't matter what the amount is if someone didn't pay you they didn't pay you yeah no i i get i agree with that right but for some people five grand is the difference between going tits up and yeah staying rolling right like at this point 20 grand's not going to send me tits up knock on wood um but 20 grand for someone like i had a conversation with one of my my partner years ago before we were partners um he did a job and got burned for 20 grand i said if that were me like i i'm not coming back from that this season like i'm game over i'm working for someone else after that right um so yeah it it all depends where you are in your business journey right like it's all percentages like how much is that percentage gonna eat away your your profit and then into your salary i've only been burned on one job knock on wood so far and it was actually a client that I did side jobs for when I worked at a supplier and he was a, what I thought was a good guy. And then my first year in business, when I made that leap, he burned me on a job and like completely ghosted me. And this is like a general contractor that he did house flips and everything like that. And that hurt, but that was like, now I look back on that. If that happened today, like I'd be totally fine, but it was my first year in business. I convinced my wife that I was leaving my job and going to start my own business. And that was like, what was it? It was maybe like a day's worth of work, a day and a half worth of work, which I don't know what I was billing out back then, but like the fact that I didn't get that money, that really hurt. And then for me to like come home to my wife and be like, yeah, a day and a half that, that got totally burned. Like back then that hurt and that wasn't going to make me go tits up or anything, but like that, that hurt then today, even like later on in that year that uh, I could have eaten that no problem, but that was like my first experience of getting burned. So it's all perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was burned once I built a job and it apparently wasn't as big as the client wanted or say it was a step that wrapped around her fucking deck 
because um, their deck wasn't low enough or something. So I built another step to to break the difference between the deck and the grade. And all it was was a step. And apparently the step wasn't big enough, which I don't understand because it was bigger than the fucking deck treads on her other steps. Um, but I built the thing so that it could withstand a bomb, right? Like the deck's probably gone now. The step is still yeah. likely there, but I always wish that I built it way shittier <laughs> just, just so that it wouldn't last and that she would have nothing by this time. Who knows? Maybe the material that we used is, uh, I can't even say the name of the company. I'll get to see. Um, <laughs> maybe it's falling apart, but who knows? Um, yeah. That's, that's that's all I can cling to in that scenario is that maybe for some reason that step is failing somehow because I'll never see the, that money. But whatever. Now it's water off a duck's back. So yeah, I I do think that it, like as your business grows, you, it becomes obscure the amounts of money that you're moving around and what you become yeah. comfortable with. Someone owing you or someone not owing you or like. You know, like we just did ours and like the amount of money we're out right now, I, it would make probably a lot of, like, I, it doesn't bother me, but it would probably make a lot of people sick. They'd be like, holy shit, like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. it's, it's just the way it is. Like, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. About, I don't know what to do about it. Like, it's just the way, like, we invoice is such a rapid volume. And then, we have clients that pay us on 90 days and we have clients that pay us on 30 days and we have clients that pay us on 15 days. So it like, it, it all just builds up and adds up to this. Like, and then I just, I look at it all the time and I'm like, well, are, are our bills paid? Yeah. Are our employees paid? Well, employees first. Yeah. They're all paid. Bills paid. Yeah. Are all the machine trucks, whatever payments made. Yeah. Are we in the operating line? Nope. When? Like, does it matter? Like, you know, the, like, I, it's, I, that's the only way to do business. I, like, it just, it just is what, yeah. like, and when we talk yeah. to, like, the bank or we talk to, yeah, accountants, they're like, this is how it is. You know? This is how it is. Like, some guys I know operate, like, they need their line of credit, right, to run their business through the season. Thankfully, mm -hmm. I'm not at the spot where, I've ever borrowed money for, I mean, we have machine payments and stuff like that. Right. But I've never financed like working capital or, or borrowed for working capital yet. Anyway, knock on wood. Um, but like you say, all the machines are paid. The guys are paid. Um, the suppliers are paid, but we're waiting on fucking tons of money too. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, it's as good as being in the bank, but it's not because it's not in the bank. Right. It's uh, um, we'll get it all. These are all big contractors, right? Like you got to shake the cage a little bit. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we haven't been paid from, from our clients yet or the city or whoever it is they're working for. Cry me a river though, you know, cause I mean, there's laws, right? That you're, what's the law? 15 days for, uh, or yeah. 45 between 15 and, 30 or 45 or something to pay your subs. But I mean, what are you going to do? 
right? Whenever you're a little guy and they're the big guy, and I mean, you still work for them because they're great clients and they're great to have on your side, but you have no when you're getting paid. You're getting paid whenever. I think, yeah, I think too for us is like a a volume of work that comes from like our one one of our biggest clients is like this volume of work that comes from them, and we have a crew that's dedicated to them and built to work for them. You know, and they keep that crew busy five days a week, like for the entire year. Like, you know, and so they get some grace for, you know, for the amount of stuff they do for us. Like, yeah, there's a there's a point where are we helping finance their business? Yeah, absolutely. we are. I know that. And and there's people who will say that that's a huge mistake and I shouldn't be doing that. And I get it. And I agree with them probably in process. But. You know, like when the machine has to keep moving, you know, there's tons of stuff we've undertaken just for cash flow to support other ventures that don't have good cash flow. But the, you know, one of the things is the things that don't have good cash flow have great margins. Yeah. 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 All of our trucking is basically literally just a cash flow thing. Right. Yeah. I tried. I tried to get a trucking guy. Like I was gonna do both feet in. Let's buy a triaxle. We'll rent it out to the same GCs that don't pay us for ninety days, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but because they're like, yeah, do you have triaxles? Like, give us trucks. Give us trucks. We'll rent them every day. And and I get like offset. It when he's not running topsoil for me. He's working for them. Everything right. But the operator finding the operator is the tough spot right now. Yeah, our, one of our, our guy that um, our guy that runs gravel, which is a hard job to fill because he starts at three thirty in the morning. Um, he gave us two weeks' notice today, so uh, you know not because he's he's just tired. It's exhausting yeah. and it's long days, and it's hasn't been great for his family. And he's not upset with us, and he doesn't think we did. And I love him. I think he's a great guy, but he's just not the right fit for him. So he's leaving. And so I basically was like, okay, well, whatever. I said to him, like, if you don't like your new job, I'm not probably hiring a new person for that truck. So it's just going to sit in our yard. So whenever you don't like your other job, just come back and your truck will be here and you get the keys out of the bin and go, because I'm just going to park the truck. Like I'm not, I'm not going to look for someone to drive it. And if someone calls for a load of gravel or something, I'll get in it and I'll take it and I'll, I don't have to do that many loads of gravel a month to make payment on it. So yeah. like, whatever, it's just an, an asset sitting there. If he's a good worker though, can you not move him around to something where he's not starting at three 30 and he's starting at seven or six 30? I, he's a truck driver and he wants to drive trucks and he, what, and this is like one of the problems is he drives an hour and a half to our yard yeah. of his house. And this is 20 minutes or five minutes from his house, this job. Yeah. So, like I, for me, I wish him nothing but happiness, and I hope he does great. Like I, I said to him, like dude, like you've been an amazing team member. You've met the, met the whatever the whatever you want to say. Like he's gone above and beyond. He's built a great reputation for our truck and our brand at the gravel pits because he's so professional. Like, what are you gonna say to him? I'm yeah. sorry to see him go, but he wants to improve his life and he wants to improve his family's life. And of course. He, thinks, 
he thinks this is the method to do it. So Pride is like such a fucking disaster. Someone must be at the door. Seriously, that's the only time they bark. Like they're both like they're both rescue dogs. They do nothing but lay around the house because neither of them will leave the fucking house. Did I Mike, did I see one of your dogs you you rescued? It's it's missing a leg or something like that? Yeah? yeah? What's yeah, the story little, behind that? Uh he he's from Mexico. He got hit by a car and then left for dead in front of a school for a week. And he survived. And then he went to the vet and they had to amputate one of his one of his legs is atrophied and it doesn't work, but he still has it. And the other one they had to amputate. Um, so he kind of runs around on his hind feet and this dog somehow managed to survive all of that living on the streets of Mexico as a street dog, then almost dying, then almost like getting his leg amputated, then flying to Canada and somehow ended up in our house. Wow. Like, like props to this dog. Every time I come yeah. home, I'm like, this dog is a fucking survivor. Like yeah. we can all learn a lesson from this dog. Like it's, he, like, he's just. He's a great dog too. Like it's funny, we have one dog that was like heavily abused, and um, one dog that's missing a leg. And the dog that's heavily abused is way like the mental, the damage done to him mentally affects his life way more than the dog who never really had any problems except he got run over by a car and left for dead. That dog is like happy as shit, and he's missing a leg because he just adapted and he gets around and he's the other dog can never adapt. Because it's it's an interesting to watch them. Like one of them is they both been with like one four years, one five, and after five years, it's still for the one, it's still the same. He's still scared of everything. He's still because it's just who he is, and he can't change it. And for the the one that's missing a leg, it, he doesn't know any different anymore, and probably thinks he never had four legs. You know, like so he's ha- It's a weird, super weird thing. But yeah, they interesting. But neither of them will leave the house. They're too oh, scared. No? That, I guess they're scared they're going to get. I don't know. Like the the big one, he weighs 140 pounds. And when we first got him, I said to my daughter, "Like you got to walk him every day, and we'll try and get him a little bit farther, a little bit farther every day. Like we'll try and you know." And I came around the corner one night, and she's at the end of the driveway, and she's like, "Yeah, she weighs 100 pounds. The dog weighs 140." And she's yanking as hard as she can. I'm like, okay, this is a bad look. Put the dog in the house. <laughs> we're, not, we're not dragging a 140-pound dog down the street. Like, we're not, you know. But, yeah, they're, it's just weird how to... You would think the one that's missing the leg would have a rougher time, but it's not true at all. Interesting. The one, the one that was, was physically and mentally abused, his, his life is just a, a pit of being horrified and scared of everything and he's lived with us for five years and in those five years i can tell you nothing has ever happened to him that was bad you know but he just can't get past the first three years of his life so right i guess that's like that for a lot you start thinking about a lot of people like i guess you know sometimes when i look at them it makes me think of like all the stuff about mental health and all that kind of stuff and it makes me think about that i'm like yeah these two dogs are a prime example you know Right, someone who's been abused and stuff like that. Kind of off topic, but there is no topic. There's no off topic. There's no. There's no. no, 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 We spend the night talking about our day and how shitty it is. I think 
everything's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> we just got through the day. We didn't even talk about the rest of the week. We just finished up an hour here, and it's only been about a day. <laughs> I didn't actually have anything horrible, like, really, I didn't, like, nothing went awry today. Everything went pretty good. Yeah, I had a pretty good, good day. <laughs> to, to be honest, like, I didn't really have anything. I never had to buy a pump. <laughs> like, I could see that happening to me tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, you just like it'll something will happen. 